The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Gentlemen, it's Wednesday, January 11th, 2023, and this is potentially the final episode of Pro Wrestling Inscripted on the Podzilla 1985 Network. This is the flagship, and I will not go down with this ship, Dido. My name is Shannon Young. With me tonight, of course, we have Double H with Sarah in the background. Yeah, I thought you were going to say you were going to sink the ship. The, the ship is sinking, uh, much like the, the flagship of professional. Oh, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Never mind. That's what this show's about. If you came here looking for an in-depth analysis of the wrestling that was for the past week or two, go listen to that the the Same morning hit. the morning the morning podcast with Dalton and Asa. What's it called? The morning the morning buzz. Why the, what are you saying the morning nerdiest part of the, the ring. nerdiest part of the ring? I know what it is. Where are you getting the morning? I know from what it? it is because we're all in mourning right now over what is potentially happening. Not yet with World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, I'm already pissed about some things. We'll we'll jump into it. Tonight's episode is going to be all about the drama in World Wrestling Entertainment, about what's happening with this potential sale, Vince McMahon's return. We're going to get in-depth about it for about, oh, I don't know, 30 minutes, and then we're just going to call it a fucking day. That sounds good. Yeah. Yep. Whatever we can manage in that time frame, that's all you get. So normally, we start the show off by talking about the, the darkest of, uh, I waved at her, she didn't see me. Uh, she didn't see me. <laughs> You know, I'm listening. <laughs> Asa and Dalton over there on the morning podcast, they talk about the power of positivity in pro wrestling. Here on our show, we talk about the negativity of pro wrestling. We we get dark. But I think right now, Ace and Dalton would agree there is no positivity going right now. It's all negativity, especially if you're coming from the camp. WWE. So I I did wave at her. I waved, I waved again. I didn't mute my mic. So that you did not. <laughs> she goes, she goes, hey. <laughs> So, the th- we're going to talk about the thing we hate most in wrestling this week, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Hunter, um, the, the thing I hate most in wrestling in this week is that the sale didn't go through so I could wash my hands and be done with it. <laughs> just so you could just burn the whole thing down. Yeah, burn the I assumed shit. coming into this that we were not going to bother with trying to figure out a specific thing that was hated because... I mean, since the last time we did this show, okay, unless I'm I'm crazy, the last time we did the show was one of the first shows of, um, of of 2023, right? We did this last week, and things were did we fairly normal at that time? I think we did, didn't we? I'm, I'm looking up. I real quick. swear to you that we talked about wrestling last week. Uh, uh no, December time... 22nd was the last. PW. Okay, yeah. so this is the first show of 2023 which and the last. Out. Uh, yeah, because because the thing is, the last time we talked two weeks ago, things were relatively normal, right? There were there were hints and rumors that like Vince wanted back in, but like well, nobody was really surprised so, at the idea that Vince McMahon wanted back into WWE. Of course, he wanted back in. He didn't want to be out in the first place. But we distinctly both were like, ah, you know, I'll worry about that when it happens. So here's well, here's uh, well, <laughs> optical flip. And <laughs> December 14th, 2022, this is the description of the show from the podcast website, which, by the way, is podzilla1985.com for those of you that are listening. It says, we're back, this time like for real, and this week we're talking about all the drama. Well, I just realized I put QLL, not ALL, Jesus Christ. The drama surrounding the shocking Mandy Rose firing, how nobody wants Vince McMahon to come back to WWE. That's the important thing, how nobody wants Vince McMahon to come back to WWE. 
Right. It, the last episode we did, it's Shannon and Hunter are back to look at some of the biggest news stories in wrestling for 2022. Vince McMahon's forced retirement. So follow the pattern here. It, Vince retired. He didn't want to. There were rumors that he wanted back at WWE. We laughed about it and said, yeah, that'll never happen. And then literally in like what? Three days? Not only did he... He manipulated his way back onto the board of directors by ousting yes. th- because all right so it's important to know let's 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 jump back a little bit Vince McMahon we got a we got a timeline that almost has to be followed here just to cover all of of what has happened and i basically. think the important thing to remember is that Vince McMahon is the is the top shareholder in WWE and that was even after he and retired. has never not been yes right. so so basically since WWE when it was WWF at the time in October of 1999 went public. They, they yeah. joined the the stock exchange, the New York stock exchange. Uh, they had an IPO, their big initial public offering. People were able to buy stock. And from that point on the McMahons have literally always been the prime shareholders in the company. They hold the controlling stock of what the company can and can't do. Vince McMahon has always been uh, the head of that. But in addition to that, those numbers change all the time. Uh, at no point in time have they ever not been that. And I think Vince <laughs> has always been the highest of, of all of the McMahon family that had uh, in terms of individual elements of stock. Um, right. But they're constantly selling off stock, buying stock. Other people are buying stock. They're creating new seats on the board. They're getting rid of seats on the board. It was only when the allegations came out against Vince this past summer, I guess it was actually this past spring because it didn't really kick in until the summer that he had had sexual, he had engaged in sexual misconduct with the company that right. he had promised uh, favors and and promotions and such to women in exchange for sex or for sexual acts. And, and then silence. He had been silenced them, given them money uh, in with the, not given them, but, but well, yeah, I guess given them, I was going to say gifted. It wasn't gifted. It was oh. given uh, with the implicit understanding with a, an NDA. You won't talk about what happened, et cetera. Right. This comes out. When this comes out, uh, many other members of the board of directors say Vince has got to go. This is this is going to tank the stock. It's going to ruin things. Uh, and this was enough to finally put him in, in a, a scandalous light enough to to say we don't really have a choice. You've got to go. Yeah. So and he was given go the, back and listen. The, he was given the quiet dignity of leaving on his own terms, right? Which he then exploits for another couple of weeks and just keeps randomly showing up on Raw and SmackDown just to say um, hi, just to say hi and to rub it in everybody's face that look at me. Literally, I'm Vince fucking McMahon. Yes, I can do what I want. Yes. yes. So all of this happens. Uh, if you go back to to the shows around you know midway through last year for our shows around them, this is when we find out Vince is is resigning. He tweets it. He says he's he's retiring. He's resigning from the company. But we noted this then too. What that meant was he was giving up his official uh, title with the company, so he was no longer an employee or uh, any other variation of of employed by WWE. That also meant that he would step away from creative, which really for us was the most important thing. I mean, at the end of the day, most of the business moves mean next to nothing to right. us. And, and to be fair but, to Vince McMahon, business-wise, WWE is doing better than they've ever done. Like, you can't take well, that sure. away from them. They were making hand over fist and money. But the product itself. Right, by to the, constantly firing people in the middle of the pandemic right. and posting and, pro- record profit. Making money. And you know what? From a business perspective, he did what he did and he made a lot of money. But from a creative perspective sure. and, and from a moral perspective, it was repugnant. Yes. yes. Yeah, Vince, Vince for some time now has been uh, creatively bankrupt. I mean, WWE and has morally been on bankrupt. A, 
steady. Well, yeah, but I mean, I again, just to stick to just the product specifically, yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure this out. I think it was last night. Last night or this morning, I was just kind of, it's one of those things where stuff just kept running through my head. I think you can point to what probably midway through John Cena's like big meteoric rise. So let's say generously 2007, 2008 from that point on, most of WWE creative has been in a free falling nosedive. With, it has gotten progressively worse. With there's the been occasional bright gym. spots right, here and right. there. Sure. Right. Of course, you know, there's always going to be something that, that shows up and that's kind of cool and that works. Um, but this is a guy, Vince McMahon, who works against his own talent. If you don't get over on his merits and not your own, then that's not allowed. Despite He'll keep you under contract so you don't go work somewhere else. Despite preaching for how many years about the fabled the brass, brass ring. ring. Yeah, and sure. you got to get it. And everybody that's got a glass ceiling, break I'm through it. You look at no one, you know, you can talk about CM Punk and Claudio Castagnoli and people like that, but I feel like you look at Zack Ryder as the perfect example as a guy that broke the glass ceiling, that grabbed the brass ring and was tossed aside like he was nothing for it. And he's done well for himself outside of WWE, as most people have. Absolutely. But Cody Rhodes. Cody Cody Rhodes Rhodes for the longest time was the template for how you do it, for how you leave that company make yourself into a huge star and and then basically rub it in their faces. Now of course he came back to On his terms. because of a whole other litany right. of issues. But but yeah, he he was the prototype for how that worked then for guys like you said, like uh not Zack Ryder, he just said Macardona. Yeah. Um yeah and 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 others who followed in their footsteps. Um so so you've had a terrible set of creative from WWE to the point that it drives a lot of fans away uh that it, it maybe brings in younger fans. The company still does, but not necessarily the stories. The wrestlers might be fine, but it's just, it's just nothing. It's just flatline. Well, and also they're making so much of their money from, you know, the, the network and from all these other things. Like sure. again, business wise, yep. the investments that they've made, the things that they've created have done very well. They've made a ton of money, Absolutely. but the product has suffered for years. And that is almost entirely at the feet of Vince McMahon, who is the final yeah. judge of everything that, that goes through. And Vince has continuously, you know, screwed the pooch uh, along with dozens of women and given them all NDAs in, in his in his conquest of WWE. So finally, he's pushed out. He's gone. The world brings Again, a sigh of relief. Right. On unrelated to creative merits or not merits, right. but, but reasonings. Vince is forced out because of his conduct and the allegations levied against him and the way that it looks from a business perspective. The, the stockholders, the shareholders are are selling like crazy because they don't want to be associated with this guy uh, because, of course, the company is and its stock is in freefall. Right. So Vince, Vince leaves. Again, at the time, famously, I had, I for the show anyway, I had made a joke like the week before. We'll never, I forget why we were even talking about Vince, but we're like, Vince McMahon will never leave WWE until he's dead. Until he's well, dead. And he did. Right? Well. So he leaves a week later. Well. I mean, importantly, he did leave. Whether he comes back or not is not what I said. Well, yeah, he, about, he, but, he thanks Stephanie so, for taking over during his absence. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he leaves. Uh, midway through last summer, Stephanie and Nick Khan, who was at the time the president of the company anyway, serve as co-CEOs. It's a non-traditional way of doing things, but it seems to work. From a business perspective, they seem to be handling things well. You've got a McMahon, somebody who's who grew up and was built into the business, and you've got a, a well-to-do a businessman, somebody who understands those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, combined with, the again, for us as fans, the best thing to come out of it, Paul Levesque, Triple H, takes over as head of creative, as head of WWE creative and, and talent relations and all that. 
this was for many years in in the background the thing that was working at WWE NXT their developmental property that started as basically a game show and a yeah. goofy like extra segment on other shows the black and becomes gold. its own developmental black and gold brand where Triple H is allowed to pretty much go I'm going to start scouring the indies find people that I think are good at what they do and give them a platform. And that's what he did. NXT was the best thing WWE was producing for literally what, four or five years there. It felt Absolutely. Like. Yeah. Um, the takeovers were consistently beating the main roster awesome. pay-per-views. They were so yeah. good. And it wasn't just the wrestling that was good. It was the, the storylines and the characters and the way that it, everyone it interacted was, with each other. It was the simplicity of it. It was of intimate. It, it was yeah. small. Yeah, exactly. Uh, whereas, you know, WWE, like Raw and, and SmackDown, because it's still WWE, but Raw and SmackDown had become these very grandiose affairs and the, the you know, 8K entrances and the and 90 per second stuff. Yeah, it's just kind of silly. Yes. So that had all been happening in the background. Vince is forced out. Someone's got to take over creative, and Triple H is the guy for the job. He's right there. And they put him in charge. He takes over. The past six months of WWE creative have not been perfect. All right. We're not going to sit here and act like every single thing they've done is great. I'm glad you said that. We have harped about Hit Row more than once. Fucking great. Fucking Wyatt. There have been, yeah, some real questionable choices about, and and seemingly in a lot of cases, it's actually where Triple H doesn't exert as much, not not in half, but doesn't exert as much control as he probably should. Bray Wyatt and and the creative, uh, uh, I don't want to call it a pit, man. That seems bad to me because he is a creative guy, but like the creative black hole that is Bray Wyatt, where he has a lot of great ideas and you get sucked into the orbit and then people go, what happens next? And he goes, nobody knows. (laughs) But it's provocative. (laughs) Yeah, it's provocative. Uh, um, Charlotte Flair coming back and winning the title from Ronda Rousey for no reason at yeah. all. Like all these stupid. I, and, and, you decisions. know, I want to I want to mention this real quick because when we brought it up in the in the group, uh, Asa I think was the one who said, "Yeah, but at least that served the purpose of getting the belt off of Ronda Rousey." I don't disagree, and that actually was the silver lining I was looking for. I was like, "Why? Why is what is good about anything about this?" At least it gets off Ronda, and hopefully Ronda's going to disappear for a while because, frankly, Ronda's terrible. As much as I don't like Charlotte, I think Ronda's worse. So it's it's got that. At least there's a silver lining there. But why put the title on her in the first fucking place? Yeah, Liv I, Morgan. On, no, you know that's not this show. That's not this show. That's not this show. I mean, it is this show, but it's not this Yeah, show. but we're bitching about Vince McMahon. We're not bitching about... The, it's not this episode. It's this not this show, episode, right. right. So Triple H is installed as head of creative. Shawn Michaels takes over in NXT, sort of reverts some things in NXT uh, back to, because they had, of course, moved to NXT 2.0 when Vince took control away from Triple H and decided he wanted to be in control of the development. And fired all of his friends. Fire all his friends. I mean, what is the first thing Triple H does in addition to, like, kind of resetting a lot of storylines? Hires all his friends back. Hires back Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae. Even got uh, William Regal back. William Regal, who can't even appear on TV for the time being. He's like the vice president of talent relations. He just gets to work with him. It's like Triple H was like, I just want my buddy to have a job. Right. I just want my, uh, my, and, I want and, my and, dad and, back, said Steve. It was, yeah, and it was great. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Stephen Regal, you mean. Stephen Regal, formerly William Regal. William Regal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The man, the real man's man. He's um, a man. So... The past six months, WWE, things have not been anything but on the upswing, all right? Whereas as business, in some cases, has remained stable, it certainly hasn't gone down. Ratings are still kind of up and and down, and then, you know, where they go based on what's happening else that week. uh, The NCAA championships uh, apparently influenced some of it. That sounds wrong. There was a sports championship last week. Westminster Dog Show. 
you know, stuff like sure, that. Yeah, you know, people gotta gotta see the shih tzus. Um, but <laughs> but importantly, even if all that stuff remained steady, it didn't decline. What did go up was the quality of the product, morale. The fans. I mean, and and that that's the one I really wanted to hammer. Yeah. the morale, backstage morale for everyone from wrestlers to producers to even just the the people that are making the show run. You know, the the catering and the hair and makeup and all that has apparently been nothing but rocketing the mood yeah. since this became the case because you don't have a guy like Vince McMahon lording over your every move. Yeah. Commentators don't have him screaming in their ear to say these very specific stupid things or to not say words like belt instead of championship. Well, Hunter, um, a belt is what you use to keep your pants up. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they use to keep their little shorts up when you that's, win one. That's, <laughs> what, that's where you put the onion. You tie it to it. Uh, it was the style at the time. Yeah, it was the AJ style so, at the time. <laughs> We had six months of this, man. I'm tipsy. Six months, and it seemed like things were in good shape, right? Yeah. And then quietly, we started hearing, well, Vince McMahon might be wanting back in. And again, I, I will be the first to admit that much like when I didn't think he was going to leave, I really didn't think this was going to happen because my answer to that was, well, of course he wants back in. He didn't want to leave in the first place. It was made very clear through, the, again, through rumors and, and, and dirt sheet type stuff, but that Vince was telling his like friends after he had left, that he didn't think he should have done that, that he got what he called bad legal advice, and that he should have just held his own because sooner or later this whole thing would blow over. And you that know, that was his take on the situation. To his credit, he's probably right. I mean, you could look at the president. I mean, it did. The former president it of the United happen. States, right? Donald Trump. You could see <laughs> yeah. that, like, you could do all the awful shit in the world, and it'll just blow over. I guarantee you, right now, if Vince fucking man comes out tomorrow on SmackDown or Friday or whatever, he will get the thunderous ovation like Thank a fucking you, hero, right? You deserve it. It's Welcome back. Ridiculous. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. I'm sorry. But but no, it's okay. But but importantly, I, I was never I was never praising Vince for stepping away in the first place. He did what he did on the advice of legal counsel. He didn't want to lose a bunch of money. Right. He didn't step away because he thought it was the right thing to do. No. So I also wasn't surprised to hear that he wanted to come back, but I didn't think there was really going to be a good road or avenue or path for making that happen. Until he made one, we get the present day. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to pretend to understand, and 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 maybe you know it better than I do, or you got something pulled up that explains it. I'm not going to sit Absolutely. here and pretend I to can fully understand every legal aspect of it. But the I gist of it, from what I got, is that Vince, as a controlling stockholder, had uh, written into his like like stock contract basically he's not contracted by the company but he has ownership of the company and part of that was that he had to have final approval on any sale of the company if it were to ever be sold if if wwe were to ever go under someone else's ownership it hasn't been under anyone else's ownership for a long time um that kind of thing can only happen when the media rights go up so all these these companies nbc universal uh which licenses smack uh, i'm sorry raw because they own uh usa if i remember correctly and uh Peacock, of course, they have the stream rights, and you got Fox, they've got SmackDown. Um, when those media rights come up for renewal, those contracts, you know, they, they pay their money to, to stream the shows um, or to have them, to broadcast them. When those rights come up for review, that's when the company can consider selling because they can't sell while they're still broadcasting on other channels. Well, that's happening. It's basically like that perfect alignment of the planets. Like a, the, every once in a while, it clicks. Every and this is happening years, all yeah. at once. Right. Vince had 
long ago, quietly written into his his set of like you know stock contracts and stuff that the company can't be sold without his approval. Well, the media rights are up here at the beginning of 2023. And it's not been, it's like the worst kept secret in wrestling right now that Nick Khan, who is now that Stephanie has stepped aside, the sole CEO of WWE and was the president there for some time, um, wants to sell the company. And that other people in the company don't think it's a bad idea to get someone else to buy the whole thing lock, stock, and barrel so that they have a constant revenue stream and someone else is in charge. NBC Universal, a great option, right? Because there's a lot of options if major companies are interested. Like NBC Universal is a major conglomerate anyway seriously uh disney disney is one that was floated around for a while which i think is kind of a dark horse candidate but you know it's one of the few major properties disney does not have their hands in already basically right. it's it's video games and that um you know if they got their hands on nintendo and wwe what's left so it's funny you should mention that because i want to bring that up during the final part of this horrible horrible oh yeah story. oh yeah 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 absolutely so um Again, how all the the logistics work in the middle here, you might have to help me with. But Vince exercises some some elements of his being the the, the majority sh- uh, shareholder um, of stock to basically force a couple of people off the company's board. Yep. He then more or less forces in as their replacements, two of his former like generals, basically people who worked very closely with him when he was with the company that he fired at one point. Yes. But will do anything for him because of course it's, it's again, it's the political undying loyalty you mentioned a minute ago. Vince installs them back and himself on the board of directors. So there's his welcome back to the company. He now officially is part of the company again and not just a stockholder like anybody else. They then elect a new chairman of the board because one of the people forced out was the chairman. Guess who becomes chairman of the board? Vince McMahon, who had previously been chairman of the board as well. This puts him in a position to, uh, from a legal standpoint, look over all the different companies that could make a purchase of WWE, that could he could help to negotiate a sale with. Um, but at the end of the day, he's back in the company where he was not before. And this was the whole thing was getting him out of the company. It was never about getting him out of creative. Now regarding his involvement in creative, they have been adamant. Uh, WWE has that. He has nothing to do with creative, that he's not going to have anything to do with creative, that triple H is still in charge. He's still running things. But then as of yesterday, even more little pieces of the puzzle start coming into play. Stephanie McMahon resigns from the company completely. As you mentioned earlier, she stepped in when Vince stepped out. She was actually supposed to take a leave of absence midway through last year. Uh, Vince left, and so within a few days, she had come back from that leave of absence to help lead the company. Vince is now framing that personally as her filling in during his absence, not taking over his job. And and I know the conspiracy theorist in me says that this is all related, but I mean, to be fair, she legitimately did take a leave of absence before he was gone. Yes. And now she's, she's continuing it now that he's back. Uh, As much as I want to say, yeah, this is just a protest. I truly believe that because Vince is estranged is estranged from both his children and his wife at this point. Like Vince McMahon has nothing else. But I don't think no. that it's that. I think Stephanie saw that this was her opportunity to leave like she wanted to do before, and she took it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're in a position now where Stephanie McMahon is no longer part of the company at all. Vince is back in charge as the chairman of the board of directors. He is not involved in the in the day-to-day. It's strictly about um, 
their their relation to the the public, to the stockholders, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the this is, I guess, basically that that that's where we're at factually. That's the only those are the only things that we know. What happens from here out? Um, the speculation is, of course, that WWE is going to to try to sell, that they would try to sell. And again, there's quite a few options for where they could do that. Yesterday, things got a little wild. Um, last night, some reports started filtering online that a deal was done. That, like, literally within hours of Vince being back on the board, that a deal was done. And that WWE had been sold to the private investment firm owned... Um, by it's not the country of Saudi Arabia, but it's the Saudi Arabian like private investment firm that has their hands in a great many things that you so, uh, were alluding to. Yeah, earlier. if I could speak on this for a second, the public investment fund by Saudi Arabia. Um, I found this out not too long ago, independently of WWE completely. I am a big, you know, obviously we're all big video game fans. I mean, that's how a lot of us met actually was through video right. games and GameStop and whatnot. Well. One of my favorite series in in video games is the King of Fighters. You know, uh, it's a great fighting game by SNK. Well, I bought the new King of Fighters game and I started looking up stuff online about it. And I didn't realize this at the time, but SNK is, I believe, 90% owned through stock, which gives you basically power over everything, as we've seen with Vince McMahon. Uh, by this Saudi public investment fund. And so I started looking right. more into this. The Saudi public investment fund, uh, it was created in 1971, and it basically is, it has almost unlimited wealth. I mean, we're talking like, I, I think it was like 600 plus billion dollars to buy whatever they want, because the Saudi government, as you know, is extremely rich. I mean, you know why, and, and we don't have to say that here right. on the show. They have, uh, I forget, I don't know what the percent is. I know they have a 5% stake in Nintendo. They also have a, a huge stake in Activision Blizzard. They have a huge stake in Take-Two Interactive. They have put money into almost every entertainment uh, avenue that they can. So this isn't and new to them. Quickly, just, just, to, just to clarify, because I, I know this was confusing to some people that I talked to about this. When you say they have a huge stock in a company or a stake in a in a company in a company in their stocks, and then say that it's five percent, people go, well, "That's that's not that big." You have to remember these are publicly traded companies. People yeah. can buy stock in them, and that's only up to a certain point. You only offer so much of that to the public, right. but five percent might it's not in this case for the record, but it it could be the largest amount you allow any individual holder to have. Because the remaining 95 could be open in general and people can buy little individual shares and have like, you know, 0.0001% of a company and just make right. a small profit on it. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, of course, or lose a little money. It's, that's the stock market. It's it's basically legalized uh, gambling, but with companies. So 5% is not a small number. When, no. when, when we say that they, they have 5%, even if, you know, in some places, if you have 5%, that's close to, if not literally, controlling stock right and so. in, the, in the case of snk they have 90 percent, which is absolutely controlling and oh yeah. yeah i mean that's that's just simple math you're over 50 percent. you right. own it like that's that's it and this is what they're doing they have a strategic you know or they have a strategy set up to where they can put themselves because the, the whole goal is to just create more wealth and to have more influence over pretty much right. all of the entertainment industry and they're doing a very good job yes. of it. So when the reports came out that Saudi Arabia and the public investment fund had potentially purchased WWE, it's not as crazy as it sounds because one you have to remember that you know WWE and Saudi Arabia have worked together for years now. They have their uh their and still are. And still are. are the the crown jewel, the crown jewel uh, promotions that yeah. they do every year. 
Uh, and and there's another one too, and I can't remember what the it greatest is, Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, there's there's all which they haven't done in a while, but they they do two of them per year, as right. I recall. One of them in the fall, one of them in the spring. Crown Jewel is one. I forget what the other one is called, but but yeah, they were. The report was a while back ago. They had like a ten or twenty year contract with yes, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, yeah. and they were making just ungodly amounts of money on doing it. It's like some several billion dollars. They make more money. They make more money through the Saudi Arabia shows than they've made through all of the WrestleManias combined. That's how much money they make from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So it's, it's crazy. Not out of the question to think that Vince McMahon would sell the company to Saudi Arabia, who clearly already have a vested interest in the company and, and what it does. Um, It's when it first started, and a lot of us, myself and you, and I know Asa especially, uh, we we really faced a moral question of can we support WWE if they are running shows in Saudi Arabia? Because it had just been after the murder of of you know the the journalist Khashoggi, and, Khashoggi. and, and yeah. there there was a big question of can you support this? Now at the time, a lot of people gave WWE a benefit of the doubt because they had already made this deal with Saudi Arabia, and it, it's one of those things they would have to you know renege on that deal. And it it was kind of out of the question. You've got this signed contract that says I'm doing this much money with you. You can't really back out of it at that right. point. But the reports were that they were considering it because of the public relations nightmare that it was. Well, fast forward a right. couple of years, and not only are they doing business with Saudi Arabia gladly, and you could talk to all these these wrestlers, especially these legendary wrestlers, who said that the only reason they go over there is for the paycheck because the Saudis have so much money they can pay so much money for whatever they want. And now it's not just a, yeah. a bad of we're doing business with them now the reports are saying and even though it hasn't been confirmed and it's just rumor and it was the rumor was really spinning last night it's kind of calmed down a little bit cnbc has reported on it a bunch of places have reported that the deal is not done but potentially and more than likely that wwe is going to sell it's the company to the public investment fund of saudi arabia which means that the saudis would now own world wrestling entertainment and so to, to expand on that, because it's not just that they want to sell the company to them. The, the rumor last night was that they were selling the company to them and that the private investment fund was going to make the company go private. private. They were going to yeah. take it back private. Yes. And this is not unheard of. Companies go public and, and enter the stock market and then go private later. Uh, I don't want to say all the time, but it's not unheard of. It does happen. Um, but a major corporation like WWE doing this in the way that it would go down there is kind of scary to think of because there's a lot of shit that has, you, you can't just do that. You can't just flip a switch and go, we're not on the stock market anymore. Right. Um, you have what are called fiduciary duties. Basically you owe uh, a certain amount of warning to the people who own stock in your company. You owe a certain amount of information to them about what's happening and where it's going and how long they're going to have to do something about it. Um, stock projections, that sort of thing. They can't just suddenly flip a switch, turn off the stock and go, you you're we're out. We're done. Here's your money. <laughs> we're good. See you fuck you. Bye. Yeah. What he says, yeah. So, <clears throat> In that way, I think we all kind of knew, okay, even if this is happening, it's not happening now. It's going to take some time. Um, but the problem is that last night this all came up, and I forget where it originated now because I know that Was there's been a lot slam? of things thrown around today. Yeah, it sounds right. There's been a lot of things thrown around today about people saying, you know, oh, the tweets that had mentioned originally are deleted now. Um we should have known because the Wall Street Journal was the the organization that was basically breaking all the news about Vince McMahon last summer. They didn't say a word about this. Um, in the past 24 hours, it has basically come down to this. 
we don't know that that is happening or will ever happen. Right. It is here, here's here's what we know, and here's what is all pure speculation. We know that Vince McMahon is back in WWE. That the company is looking to sell. They are actively looking to get uh, someone to purchase them, not necessarily to go off the stock market, not necessarily to go private again. Uh, when when the rumor was that NBC Universal, for example, was going to buy them when they when they decided to sell the WWE Network to become part of Peacock. At that time, the thought was that the whole thing was going in, but no one ever talked about taking them off the stock market. Right. It was just going to be NBC Universal owns the company. They make all the profit. Um, and and just for the record, and again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything about the stock market. But if you're wondering why would you ever go public or then decide to go private again, uh, it, it's it's all about money. again. Yeah. yeah. When you have a company that is up and coming and making a lot of money, but you need more money to make it even better, you tend to turn to the stock market. Facebook, you know, put out an IPO so that people could purchase stock, which gives them more money to play with um, to make their company bigger and better, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, that benefits the people who are shareholders because they make more money because the company's worth more money, whatever. Why would you then take it private again? It's more it's less about money at that point and more about control. Yes. Because when you enter the stock market and when you become a publicly traded company, that's when your board of directors gets created. And you're beholden to your stockholders. Exactly. That's when you have to have people who are part of that world and not necessarily part of your company because there are people who sit on the boards of companies they don't have a single fucking thing to do with and never will. Right. But they own most stock in it and they want some say in how that company is going to make money it's Um, like uh the futurama episode where they're they have the stock market meeting with the people that own stock in uh planet express and there's the crazy old cat lady who says i have this much of a share of the stock therefore i get uh, my opinion matters as much as everybody else and she's right that's the truth of it when you have stockholders you have to answer to every single stockholder you have including the fact that and, and, and of course if you're selling the company to saudi arabia there's going to be a lot of backlash. There's going to be a lot of PR nightmares. Oh, absolutely. Of course, they're going to take it. A huge public backlash. And they're going to take it private because they don't want to deal with the stockholders who are going to question and probably file lawsuits. That's what it is. uh, Which they've already done, by the way. I don't know if you heard this. Oh, yeah. They've already filed a lawsuit over Vince McMahon coming back because it violates the... uh, Yep, and uh, WWE's charter. So the nightmare has already started. Yeah. So if if it were the case, and this is we're now op- operating on pure speculation. Yes. If WWE sells to to the private investment firm to the Saudi Arabian government or whatever whoever it is directly who's in charge of that thing, they would go private for all the reasons stated because they don't want to deal with the PR nightmare, etc. Um, and and secondly, because they don't have to worry about the money. Nope. Saudi Arabia again is basically made of money at this point. Yes, I mean, this is what these guys do. They throw their money at everything they want and to have some controlling stake in it. Um, it would be only beneficial for them to take it off the stock market. They don't want to worry about investors. They also want to have pure control. The real scary part, again, I keep coming back to this idea of all the business stuff versus us as fans. What does it do for us? Here's where it gets scary for you as a fan again. The continued part of that rumor is if the private investment fund purchases WWE and they take the company private and they're no longer beholden to stockholders, would they either themselves reinstall or allow Vince McMahon to reinstall himself 
as head of creative. And because at the end of the day, that's what this all comes down to. Does he want to be in charge again? Does he want to have a final say? Was he, as the joke goes right now, sitting at home, seeing guys like Ricochet uh, and Johnny Gargano on Raw and SmackDown and going, oh, no, damn it, no. I can't have that happen. I can, you know? <laughs> I can answer that question for you right now. Yes, they absolutely would. Because when the Saudis uh, invested in WWE originally, when they created this deal for the 10-year whatever, Vince was in charge, and they love that product. The Saudis love yeah. that product that Vince McMahon put out. So right. they're going to want to bring that product back. They may not even be a fan These of the were, product that's going right now. Recall, yeah, you, as you recall, these were the guys who wanted Yokozuna in the yes. Greatest Royal Rumble, unaware that Yokozuna passed away many, many years ago. Right. So they're living in nostalgia uh-huh. world, and Vince McMahon delivers nostalgia whenever he needs He'll to. Do whatever you want. Yeah, so exactly. they would absolutely um, do that. The rumor is, and this is just rumor, it's speculation, but at this point, rumor is almost fact because it, this shit's so crazy that Triple H either has been or will be moved to the live events as opposed to creative control, which... <laughs> You know, they had a big meeting and they said, no, Triple H is staying in charge of creative. Nothing is changing, but it's it feels like everything right. changes every day now. So no one yes. knows what's happening at this point. But, you know, the the basic of it is, and, and I'm saying this now and I'm saying it loudly, if the WWE sells to Saudi Arabia, if the, if the speculation is true, and as of right now it is not, but if it is true and they sell yeah. to, the, to Saudi Arabia, I am done with WWE. And I know we've said that before. Yeah. We've kind of threatened yep. it and said, I'm done with wrestling, but I am serious. I had my moral quandary whenever they broke the deal with them in the first place. I tried to give them the benefit right. of the doubt. This is a country that oppresses and- women. This is a country that murders journalists. Yes. This is a country that is 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 awful by nature, and I will not support that. And I don't. I don't want to be those guys because there's enough of these guys going around doing this right now. But I, I do think because it is the topic, it's worth discussing for at least a second. Um, we are those people who have never once watched those shows. Like we, nope. we make a point to when they come around say, uh, even on this show, we have made a point to say, look, just so you know, if you're wondering, we're not going to review crown jewel. We're nope. not going to talk about, we might reference some things that happen on the shows based right. on recaps. We have read, we cannot provide you personal experience. Um, and that's just a moral thing. It's not a, well, I didn't stream that. So they lost some money. It, it's just, man, I don't want to watch a show from there. It, it right. makes me feel icky. Yes. I'm not into it. 100%. So, yeah. You know, the people that go over there and do the shows, it is what it is. I'm, I'm sure that the, the wrestlers are much in the same situation that you described earlier where they, they say to themselves, it's part of the job. I signed up to do the job. That's part of what we're doing. Um, for some of them, again, for some of the older guys, it is. I'm going to get a paycheck. I have my problems with that, too. Uh, but they are people doing a job, and it is what it is. And I, I can choose to not watch it, and I do that. Um, you do that. Uh, we know a lot of other people who do that. This is not a look at me and my moral high no, ground. No, absolutely it's just, not. This is a personal choice. That, and that's where we are right now. So to, 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 it's to provide some context to the rest of what's happening here, if indeed they were to sell to the Saudi government, that means that you can no longer avoid a version of WWE that is directly owned and profiting upon exactly. or profiting for yes. an existing yeah, and I will not support that government and no. and in and making them money. I will not play their games. I will not watch the no. television. I will not speak of the products. Um, if that is the case, and WWE sells to Saudi Arabia, 
One, it is a shame that this thing that I have watched for a majority of my life, that I bonded with my late father over, that I have bonded with friends yeah. like Asa Gray and Hunter Hendricks and Dalton Anthony over, that this thing that has meant so much to us for so long, this WWE, for better or worse, we all love it. Uh, I will be done with it. It will be no longer a part of my yeah. life. And I don't, I don't say that with any amount of bravado or, you know, of uh, like you said, like look at me and my morals. That's just a personal right. choice, and it saddens me. But that is the choice that I will make. Um, I, I will not support it because no. it's wrong. It's just wrong. Now I do, I do want to, cause I know we're going to be into this on in the relatively near future. I do want to kind of swing back toward some relative positivity. And I say relative with a, uh, to, to put that little descriptor upon it first. Yeah. Um, again, None of this has happened. And right. I don't even want to add a yet to that because we don't right. know that it will happen. Yeah, right. it makes it sound like it's, it's happening, inevitable. but it's, it's yeah. two weeks from now. Yeah. It's not. It is very much the case that WWE would like to sell, but that could be to any number right. of interesting parties, and there are a bunch of them. I name-dropped just a couple of them, but even that was major players like NBC Universal and Disney, even Fox. Yeah. Again, Fox already owns you know the broadcast and good. SmackDown. And good. What if they wanted all of them? Yes. If, if yeah, they, there are a bunch of different options. Yeah, I would say if they sell to NBC, good. I will I will welcome that because right. I think taking it out of Vince McMahon's hands is better for everybody. If they keep Triple H and, and, on creative, smart move. If not, as right. long as Vince fucking McMahon does not come back. I never thought I'd live in a world where I would be so <laughs> against Vince McMahon because I'm I always despondent to keep him just out. Yeah. despise oh, the it. man. He's a monster. Yes. He has yes. to stay well. Away. And this is kind of the second part of that. Importantly, it is very much believed, apparently, by the and this is still technically, you know, rumor and dirt sheet talk, but bear with me. It is it is very much believed by the people in the positions to believe these kinds of things and pass it on that the only way that Vince would try to maneuver himself back into creative is if the Saudis were to purchase the company. Right. That if the Saudi private investment fund were indeed the buyers, if if we went full nuclear, they buy it, take it off the stock market and go private, that's when you can basically guarantee, yes, Vince McMahon will be back in charge. But importantly <laughs> for us, at that point, we're out anyway. Yeah, like, and if that's what's happening, Good luck to you. And like, here, I, I'm not going to be watching. Here's so. the the sad ending to that too is you will see people like Sami Zayn is gone. Sami Zayn's gone. He can't not be. Um, Kevin Owens. The more, entire women's division. Women's division. I mean, Who what else will happen there? to it? Legit. Right. And even sadder than that, even sadder than the fact that some of these people that we love and respect are going to be gone is the fact that. WWE will continue to exist and will continue to make money that the majority of wrestling fans will still support it. They will still watch it despite all the terrible things that happen. They'll never know the difference. Yeah. And they will continue as it is. Yeah. They're they're not going to start the beginnings of new episodes of raw and SmackDown with like the Saudi flag and a 10 minute pledge to the company. They'll never for the casual fan even acknowledge that any of that shit is happening. Everything will happen. Business as usual, except for the fact that Vince McMahon will come back. If, If you are, I was talking about to, uh, this with my wife earlier today, actually, as we were uh, discussing this, because she was asking me to explain some some of the moving parts. Um, if you are like a casual fan, you know, when we were younger and, and first watching wrestling, there was such a thing as a smart, a smart mark. Yeah. You were an Internet wrestling fan. Right. And we've talked about before on the show how that isn't really a thing anymore. Everybody's on the Internet. The, the Internet is so proliferated and, and so ubiquitous that you can't avoid it. Thank you, um, Al Gore. Well, unless trying real hard, uh, mm-hmm. unless you're trying real hard to do so. And I guess you can. But anyway, point being, um, 
there is, to be fair, though, still basically the idea of a of a smart fan. There are still people who watch wrestling who do not follow it online. Oh yeah, the same way as there are still people who watch television shows and don't then go online and look up every actor yeah. and follow what's happening behind the scenes. They just watch the show and that's it. Um, there's still that for this. So that fan is only ever going to see Vince McMahon came out and weirdly retired one week. For like six months, WWE randomly started, seemingly randomly, started bringing back all these guys that had been gone for a while. It was like NXT just invaded Raw, but no one acknowledged it. And then six months later, things kind of just slowly started going back to normal. And maybe they were good or maybe they weren't, based on your your personal opinion about the way that that is. But they'll never know the difference because they will not acknowledge it. They'll still run shows in Saudi Arabia. You might see a different production logo or something. Something might change there. It'll be in the credits. None of that will change yeah, it'll be in the credits. You won't see it. Vince McMahon will come oh. out. He'll get a thunderous ovation. Everyone will cheer. And this is how this is how democracy dies. You know, there it is. It yeah. reminds me of the Star Wars bit. This is how professional wrestling dies with thunderous applause. And that's honestly like, the best way to end it, right there. Um, it really is. So, and as I finish, this. as you finish that, I've already finished mine, and I'm feeling it. So here's the thing: if Ooh. If WWE is sold to the Saudis within the next week before our next PW, we will at least have one more PW just to say goodbye. I'll be honest with you. You'll hear from us. You'll hear from us one more time. But if it does happen, we cannot continue this show without covering WWE. It just can't happen. It's the biggest wrestling promotion in the world, whether you like it or not. We cannot focus entirely on AEW and NJPW because we don't watch either of those regularly. So At at best, this will become a a specials. You'll hear from us the same way you hear from I Want to Believe. believe. Yeah, Yeah, every once in a while, some major thing will break, and we'll go, well, shit, we got to talk about that. Right. You know, and and, and you'll hear from us for that. But but the regularity of this show, if WWE is, is... soon to be owned by the Saudi Arabian government, it can't happen. It nope. doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And that's sad because this was the first show on the network. This was the flagship. Flagship. But We've said it a, a million times. Things change and they evolve. And morally, we cannot support it. So we hope you understand and we hope you support our decision. Uh, if you continue to watch WWE, that's on you. Like, I get it. I do get it. I really do. Absolutely. But, but we just can't. So for myself... For Double H, for potentially the last regular episode we ever do. We'll see in a week what happens. Um, we're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new After Dark. It'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll try to get those horses corralled on Friday. But until then, <laughs> keep your eyes on uh, you know Reddit. Keep watch CNBC. There's a lot of places right now to check out if you want to know what's going on. And let's hope for the best and prepare for the worst. For myself, for Double H, thank you guys. If this is the last time we talk to you like this, uh, we love you and the support you've given us for the past years, whether it be, you know, me and Hunter and Zach Price, me, me, Dalton, Ace and Allie, uh, Jordan Lowry, Louie, like everyone that's been on the show that's covered professional wrestling yep. with you guys. It means the world to us. Thank you guys. And we will see you again. And until then, Hunter, take us out. Five bigger death punches music for divorce Saudis. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>